Well, my friends, this gospel parable that we hear this morning is a little um, strange, and it's one of Jesus' more difficult parables to understand, uh, because basically, yeah, the steward gets fired. Um, He is fired from being the steward, or he's told he's going to be fired, right? Prepare the books, because you're you're clearly not doing your job. You're going to get fired, dude. And he takes his time um, that he has left, basically cutting back all the debts that are owed to the master, right? Oh, you owe my master. I'm about to get fired. You owe him 100 measures of wheat. Yeah, right. Take this note. Change that to 50. You're going to owe him 50, right? And oh, you owe, what, 100 bushels of olive oil? Uh, 100 measures of olive oil? Yeah, write one for 50. How much do you owe? 100 cores of wheat? Here, write one for 80, right? So that you'll remember that I did you a solid before getting fired, and we're going to be friends when I'm out on the street, right? Uh, And that that is, it's interesting because it's totally dishonest, right? This is why normally when someone gets fired, you hand in your keys and, you know, all your computer passwords that day because exactly this type of thing would happen uh, and does unfortunately happen. But there's a, an element that Jesus is trying to get at, namely that this steward understands that he only has so much time, right? Less than two weeks' notice. And he's got to do something to provide for the future. He has to do something so that when he is fired, he will um, have a place to go. And look, he realizes, he's like, look, I'm not, I'm too, I'm not good at digging. I'm not going to be a digger. And I'm way too proud to beg. Like, I'm not going to be a beggar. He knows himself, um, and so he makes these provisions. The timeliness, needing to do something while we have time to do it. You and I have a certain amount of time, however much it is left, right? There's a reality that there's a ticking clock for each one of us. We have no idea how long it will be. We have a certain amount of time before we are no longer in this world. And the question is, Are we going to use that time wastefully? Are we going to use that time just building up this world and our own life in this world? Or are we going to now make friends with the people that we'll need when we move on from this life? When this life is taken away from us at times? Either invest in the now or invest in the future. Invest in eternity, and in those higher goods. That's our option. Jesus says completely clearly for his disciples, you cannot, absolutely cannot serve God and mammon. It is impossible to have two masters. Either we are working for this world and this life and our comfort or pleasure, or power, or fame, or wealth in this world as an end in itself, or we're working for heaven, and we have our eyes fixed on heaven, and everything that we do is that ultimately I know my home, my homeland, is in heaven. St. Paul says in one of his letters, our citizenship is in heaven. It's actually beautiful because that's one of the lines that we use in the burial rite or that we can use in the burial rite. And I particularly like to use it 
after uh, someone is uh, awarded military honors, rightly honored, right? Rightly deserved. But then to remember that even what we give to our country in valiant service, ultimately, where is our true citizenship as Christians? In heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. Our home, our true homeland that we're working for is in heaven. You cannot serve God and serve with equal devotion the things of this world. You can't have two goals. And so we need to ask, do we see that all of the gifts, all of the power that we may have in this world, all of our riches, uh, our money, everything, are we using it to act for the future, to act for eternity, or is it just right now? Is it just about, here I, I'm, I want to live comfortable, I want to be powerful, I want to be influential, I want to be rich, I want that now. There's a, um, it was a line in a, in a movie uh, that came out last summer um, where uh, a character is in a, you know, defending people, whatever. It's, uh, and, and ultimately, he has a flashback to his mom telling him, do you know why you were born so much bigger and stronger than other people? So that you can use that strength to defend them. Why were you born that way? So you can use that strength to defend them. Not for your own self, not for your own uh, bullying, no. So that you can help them. And that flashback ultimately leads this character in this movie uh, to sacrifice his life, to save the lives of others, to recognize that the gifts and talents that he was born with are at the service of a higher good. And we see that in a supernatural way. That the witness of martyrs, there are men and women, even today, who die, who are murdered for their belief in Jesus Christ because of their commitment to our Lord. They recognize the value that we are not just living for this world. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and equally serve power and pleasure and riches and influence in this world. And so we need to see how do we use everything that we have. And traditionally, we look at it in three really quick ways. Our time. Do we use our time? Do we give that over to God? Do I spend more time making friends with my Heavenly Father and being in love with Him, which I'm going to do for all of eternity, hopefully, making friends with the saints, taking times through prayer? Absolutely what we're doing right now, coming to Sunday Mass, that I take this prime tea-off time on a beautiful Sunday morning, and here I am worshiping God. I'm here giving my time to God. You can't serve God in the golf course. You can't serve God in youth sports that love to put their practices on Sunday mornings. And that's one of the biggest detriments to youth attending Mass right now, uh, among other things. But a huge one is, oh, well, we have soccer practice on Sunday morning, all morning long. You cannot serve God and youth sports. What are we working for? And our talents, our gifts, what we've been given, do we use that again to build up the kingdom of God? Do we use our talents and our skills, right? We've had so much good work done, even just here in our parishes. 
Those that have used their different towns, I don't know if you noticed, but like all of our doors here at St. Francis coming into the church have been repainted, generously donated, uh, using our talents in the service of Almighty God and his church, using the good things we have to help other people uh, and to invest in heaven in that way. At the 10 o'clock Mass, we're going to kick off our choir, our first weekend with our choir. Those who use the talent that they've been given of singing to glorify God. Do we use our talents just for ourselves or do we use it for the glory of God? And then also, so time, talent, treasure, right? Do we use our, our finances? How do we use that? Do we, are we generous with other people? Do we really give to others? It's not just about giving to the church. No, no, no. Um, as important as it is to maintain our buildings, to have a space, a good, clean, upkept space to worship God, but do we use our finances to help other people? Do we really see that whatever we've been gifted, let's use it in this life so that we can be helping others at generously at the service of others, and then uh, that is an investment in eternity. So my friends, this is what we're called to. It's impossible to serve God and to serve the powers of this world. And so let's ask our Lord for the grace that if we've been trying to live it both ways, that we recognize God comes first and that we have to put everything at the service of God, investing in eternity, because that's where we'll be with all of our friends, the saints, the angels, and ultimately with our Lord God for all of eternity. Amen.